Are you going? Yes. We're rolling. How distracting is it when I put my tea down? Mm, it's not bad. Do it a little bit louder. Can you, can't you hear it? Are you not plugged? Are those just... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> Everyone loves sound effects. All right. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the Kate Media Podcast. Thanks for having us. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was welcoming the audience, but that's okay. Um, this is Izzy. You might remember me from the last episode, and I'm the communications director here at the Media Center. And today I'm joined by two young men. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to my left is Manx Taiki Magyar. He's a video producer at Sandwich Community Television, and um, he's a freelance video producer as well and sort of a filmmaker of sorts. <laughs> and to my right is Mike, Mike Hansen. Mike Michael Hansen. <laughs> and His first name's Nevin. What? That's my middle name. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I just learned that today. Um, Me too. (laughs) Michael Nevin Hansen. It's not nearly as much of a mouthful or as multi-ethnic as Taiki's name. (laughs) Nevin's like, yeah, the whitest name you can have. Nevin. (laughs) (laughs) Not even Devin. (laughs) Not even real. (laughs) Or Kevin. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so Mike, he's been a member at the Media Center for a few years, and he's also a local filmmaker. And so today, um, our topic that we are going to be talking about is local filmmaking. And specifically, I want to talk a little bit about local filmmaking through um, community access television, but also outside of that. So thanks for being here. Should I talk about how I first met Mike? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, well, I first met Mike when we were doing a pre, pre-production meeting for a short film we're making here, and Mike approached me. And I, th- I was very turned off by Mike, and I thought he was just some guy who <laughs> kept talking about like he knew everything, and I thought he didn't know anything. Yeah. But then Mike showed me his trailer for his film, and it was undoubtedly good. And um, we became friends ever since. And he wasn't that strange dude that I once. I'm really thought. good at like bad first impression creator. Yeah. Well, Mike, what was your first impression of Taiki that night? Um. You know, I thought he was uh, clean cut. <laughs> um, you know, he had a nice smile, healthy <laughs> smile. Wait a second. Uh, what is this? What is this about? <laughs> I loved Mike for a was long this a time. Was a date? He had, again, like, I was sort I think might have been introduced twice with, once with your middle name, once with your first name. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. So it was, uh, that was mysterious and interesting to me. And, uh, yeah, he was the uh, director of photography, so he was the person to talk to, I guess. You wanted to get on the end? Mm-hmm. Uh, so but I wanted to mostly find out what kind of stuff you had to see if I could right. take any of it. Yeah. Wait, oh, I yeah, just want to make clear <laughs> to the listeners who don't know us that <clears throat> we're talking about um, – our news producer, Gabby, Gabrielle Rawson, she uh, wrote and directed a film la- in 2018, I think it was. Yeah, early 2018. Um, called Get Up 8. And Taiki was the um, director of photography on that. And Mike also helped out with that. 
um, film. So that's what we're talking about. I got fired. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Let's also bring up the fact that uh, Gabby isn't here right now. <laughs> so like all the the wonderful things we were ho- hoping to say about her, we now can't say. Yeah. Because it's technically behind her back now. Yeah, Gabby was going to be here for this podcast today, but she couldn't make it. But that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna do it with the the scraps that we gathered together. <laughs> the backups. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I brought up the story that I met Mike is that I think there's a lot of people who want to be filmmakers, who, who act like they're filmmakers, who call themselves filmmakers all the time, and that's what I kind of thought Mike was when he first approached me. Um, just because that's just stereotyping anyone who would say there's they made films or they've done projects because you meet so many people who make so many things that are bad but mike <laughs> actually made something that was like really good and it was so good i wasn't even jealous it was very impressive and you gotta take his word for it because he's the only one who's ever seen it <laughs> i saw it too oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my friend chris <laughs> <laughs> shout out to chris um <clears throat> So I just want to bring it back to local <coughs> access for a minute because sure. that's what we're all about. So I'm just going to start with Taiki. And um, can you just talk a little bit about your background in local access? I've been there for four years and uh, I'm super fortunate to be there because local access is a weird thing where they get a lot of money um, due to the laws of... The Cable Act of 1984. Yes, thank you. And so we get a lot of... F- kind of free money to buy equipment to be utilized for the community or through people that work for the local access stations. And so I was had the ability to use a lot of the great equipment to do my own projects and help out this other woman, Gabby, on her film. Basically, all the equipment from that was from local access, which is probably over 10 grand worth of equipment. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> and Mike, can you talk about your experience with local access? Uh, yeah, so I've never worked for local access, but I've been uh, a member at the community, community media, media center, <laughs> where we're sitting right <laughs> in, now, uh, where are we? Um, in Dennis for, yeah, probably like f- since 2015, I think, and uh, they've been supportive, and I've met some nice people, I've met you folks here, mm-hmm. some other nice people, and um, yeah, I guess... Uh, it's been it's been important for me uh, as like a filmmaker and um, for both its resources and for the collaborators that have appeared in my life through it. One of the projects that um, Mike has been involved with through someone he met at the media center is um, Darby Lyons is is it a film? It's a series. Sort of. Oh, you're asking it's the going wrong to be a series guy. called For the Galaxy, but it's just really impressive because he actually submitted like a trailer of it to the New England Emmys and actually won for editing. I think it was. Yeah, it was a. Um, it was like an abbreviated version of. It's a uh, a pilot episode for what would be a miniseries, mm-hmm. and he submitted an abbreviated version just because I think the rules stipulated it had to be under half an hour or something. Right. But that was someone that you got connected to through the media center. So just kind of a cool way to meet other local filmmakers. Yeah. Why don't you talk about how you met this guy named Darby? I met him at the media center. Um, I was here editing a few times and 
just like some asshole who like wasn't using headphones. Never use. Sorry, am I not allowed to curse? <laughs> you didn't say that. Uh, no beer, no curses. Um, there will be a beep, maybe. I can just start over. So I was here at the media center uh, editing, and someone was just blasting Imagine Dragons, <laughs> just and like fi- the same fifteen seconds on repeat, over and over and over. And it's like there are headphones available here, and it's also like. Not necessarily to have to have it turned up all the way <laughs> on the iMac, and I'm just especially like, Imagine Dragons. Who, like, who is this guy? Who, how does he have the the gall to do this? I just like walked by to get a peek at him, and um, he looked like someone from the Jersey Shore that would beat me up <laughs> if I said anything bad about Imagine Dragons. So I didn't, and uh, you know, I'd see him intermittently here and there. He was like always working on something at an extremely high volume uh, without headphones. And one day I was uh, in, went out back in the warehouse and found him, like, building a set. Asked him what he was building a set for. He didn't know. Thought that was cool. <laughs> Started to pitch ideas. He didn't like them, which is <laughs> for the best. And uh, I told him I was just about to go off and shoot um, – Something I was working on, but I told him that when I got back. Is that your future one? Yeah, I told him that when I got back, I would. uh, This was in in April of 2017. Um, Oh, no. Yeah, April of 2017. I was in New York for May of 2017. When I got back, um, we shot some stuff. Um, Again, with no real plan. It was just kind of like basically um, him like in a cockpit. Doing like uh, action guy, like turns. And, um, was he doing everything buttons. all by himself at that point? Yeah, yeah. And he had been while I'd been gone the month, he had been just like setting up the camera himself and sitting in front of it and like pressing buttons, <laughs> doing action guy turns. <laughs> uh, so I was able to like slightly improve upon those shots, um, at least get them like s- mildly in focus. And, yeah, that was, like, the start of our, uh, I don't know what to call bromance. it, other than a, a, a romance. Bromance. A bromance. A master-slave <laughs> relationship. Bromance. Um, that has extended now almost three years. Wow. Yep. It's really beautiful. And will probably continue for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I know. I always think that would be a great concept for a film, is your relationship with Darby. Yeah, I told him that, like, what we should be doing is making a film about making for the galaxy where everyone just plays each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this great. unlikely friendship. You guys could have so many points in the film when you guys scream at each other and you're fed up with yeah, everything. Yeah, that actually has never happened with us. Yeah, but, we can make it happen. Um, but the film you're making now arc. is kind of uh, a little bit about you and Darby in a way. Yeah, I guess inspired so. Oh, by Mike's new one, yeah. I guess True. so. Um, it's autobiographical in a sense, but only because of like the limits of our acting ability, you know? like get it somewhat close to home so we don't have to uh, practice too hard Mm -hmm. so build the character too much yeah this is a feature film what's it called again uh the car the the tentative (laughs) title is an old dog house the dog died long ago it's good it's a mouthful it's really yeah i just want it to be i want it to be so long that um you know, when you find it on, like, IMDb or something that you can't read all of it, 
and it has like an ellipsis at the end so that you have to click on it in order to see what the title is. That's how I'm going to that? hook them. Yeah. So oh. they have to click it they to see to what the title okay. is. I also just like have this peeve. It's a pet peeve of mine where things are named like um, the dog, the hole. Yeah. The hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Darby like knows how much I hate this. So he sends me movies all the time that are called like the leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't know like why you would do such a disservice to yourself and not make the title of your thing. Googleable. That's true. Yeah. Smart thinking. It's very, yeah, it's a good marketing move. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Thinking. thinking way ahead about the IMDb <laughs> clicks, not even about watching the film. <laughs> well, no one's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to get back on track a little bit. Sure, Let's do a sure. little lightning round of questions. Okay. Do we Are gonna, Are we going to compete against each other? That'd be kind of fun. What? I mean, not compete uh, against each other. You, 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 do you say one question and then me and him both spurt answers? Um, let's let's do it one at a time oh, so, so we can understand year, Joker. it. Huh? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I want to talk about film, your filmmaking. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> what's the favorite local film that or production that you've worked on in the past couple of years? <laughs> favorite? Like favorite experience? Yeah. Um, Taiki. I thought you're gonna you're gonna pick someone. Yeah, Taiki. <laughs> She's looking at you. <laughs> Was she okay? Um, that's tough. I think a lot of uh, local film experiences are really tough and and tough to really value until years later down the road when you can look back and and appreciate it. So maybe you are being very careful. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. They're just such interesting experiences. My favorite one? Like your, yeah, your favorite experience working on one. On a film project? Um, it's tough. I worked with Mike on a couple of scenes. And it, it was tough? And it was, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, they're not, I feel like they're never quite easy. And they're never quite, I can't appreciate them until way later. Okay, so you hated, so you're telling people don't. Don't work with don't, me. No, don't no, not work Mike on a film. Not don't Mike don't I think it's just really tough, and it's tough to really appreciate until a long time later. But maybe <laughs> Mike has a specific. One. I mean, I haven't really worked on much other than what I've done and what Darby is doing. And I'd say Darby's is w- way more fun because um, all I have to do is the photography, which is not stressful at all, really, mm-hmm. compared to like trying to text people and make sure they're all going to be there in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Um, especially when you're not paying them. True. And we get the drunkest on his sets. Hey, Jamie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, jump in. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello, introduce yourself. Yeah, you can do a cameo. I'm Jamie, the uh, training coordinator. <laughs> and, uh, We're talking about filmmaking. Promote your improv Oh, filmmaking, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I got started in public access with, uh, with filmmaking. Yeah, a little show called Fantasy Madness, which I think you've had a taste of. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's well, you're very kind, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's uh, it was a start. We did like a series of like what five to fifteen minute short films, all kind of in the genres of um, sci-fi, horror, and uh, fantasy, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Maybe more fun to make than they are to watch, but I'm glad they amuse you. Cool, cool. So, yeah, and I'm uh, 
happy to be a part of Bill Darman's film and, uh, of course, uh, uh, For the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, um, yeah, he acted in For the Galaxy. He acted in Gabby's film, Get Up 8. Well, great. I'm just Promote, uh, promote the improv group. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, new <laughs> Classics Company, um, every other Friday here at the Media Center, we do uh, a night of improv comedy from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, suggest a donation of $5, and uh, we will give you some great entertainment. <laughs> so, yeah, come on down to our live events uh, here at the Media Center at um, Shadhole Road, 17 Shadhole Road, and uh, come see the comedy at Studio A. We, we saw Jamie perform, and uh, he was phenomenal. And all my friends thought he was the funniest of the group, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. It, was really, it really is amazing to say that we have a improv show on the Cape. I feel like people complain about how little there is to do on the Cape. But there is this, and it's a great, cheap show with people who are, you know, doing, doing comedy. So to all the other members of the troupe, you know, step your game up. Yeah. <laughs> we got Jamie there. Just happy to be part of the action. I am. I am I'm not. I'm not the most skilled or humorous person in the troupe, but humor is subjective, sure. and so I'm glad that uh, that I entertained. All right, you did. I've, I've uh, got a lunch break to dinner break to get to, so uh, enjoy the rest of your podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks. See you all stop back in later. We're we're gonna go for probably a few hours. So oh wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, enjoy. All right. Thank See you. Later, Jamie. <coughs> Got a lot okay. of ground to cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a couple more questions for the lightning round. I feel like I, I, I feel like I do have to say that Get Up Eight probably was my best experience. Oh, cool. I have, I have had many good experiences. I was going to be there, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate Gabby. Like Mike was saying that. It's nice to just focus on one role while somebody else kind of takes care of everything else. And Gabby did an amazing job producing that and getting a bunch of people together. Um, and it, and she is actually the reason that I even met Mike. So even though maybe Mike didn't work out on that project, we've, our relationship has blossomed. That's Thanks, true. Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. For bringing us all together. Thanks, Gabby. Working She's hard. the social glue yeah. that holds everything Cape Cod together. Um. <clears throat> What advice would you give to someone who's maybe wanting to make a film and maybe they don't have a ton of experience? Do you have any a small tidbit of advice that you think might help them in getting started? Um, my advice would be, unless it's like very specific technical information, like um, what the shortcut is in a certain uh, NLE, don't listen to anyone on YouTube. Because <laughs> they'll ruin you. <laughs> it's kind of a black hole, yeah. They'll ruin you. Um, I guess I would say I feel like the common thing is just to to make a bunch of stuff, to make as many bad things as possible as young as you can. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, even better advice: don't ever make anything bad. True. Only yeah. make if you only make good stuff, stuff, you'll only be good. <laughs> <laughs> don't make bad things. Be yeah. the be the cream that rises, <laughs> and everyone will love you. <laughs> Uh, have really strong principles and opinions, but don't let anyone record you saying them. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pretend like they didn't change when they did. <laughs> True. I think this is going to be really helpful for the listeners. Yeah, I think so too. 
what else? I feel like just getting connected uh, with people, getting connected with as many people as you can. And that's what doing a lot of stuff helps. Like, you know, if your Mike was doing uh, shooting, but then he's also directing and he's directing and producing his own things. And I'm trying to do multiple things on my end. It's So you get to do a lot of different projects in different sort of positions and you learn so much and you learn every time you're on set, no matter how miserable it is, you still learn something from that experience. Um, so that's why just doing a lot of things is so helpful. Hopefully by the time Don't get burnt out. Hopefully by the time people are listening to this, they'll be, you know, it'll be like 20 years in the future and they'll have millennial parents who are trying to talk them out of going to college. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to listen to this in 20 years. Just wait. I hope. Do you want to talk on, about your, your experiences uh, in filmmaking and your opinions on My opinions. indie filmmaking? Or, I don't even, micro-budget? I mean, I feel like I've always just been... I've had a very minimal role in most of the things that I've worked on. So I feel like I don't have the experience of, like, having to produce or direct something and, like, get everyone together and, like, organize Mm -hmm. things. But I think that I just have a ton of fun because I feel like it's just extremely satisfying to go out for a day with like a you have this goal you have like you want to shoot these scenes or whatever and then it's sort of like a problem solving situation where you're going to come into so many issues most likely unless you've like planned everything out perfectly but then just trying to figure out how to solve those problems to achieve that goal and to get those scenes shot I think is just really satisfying in the end and then when the film is done whether or not it's like exactly what you envisioned it's just like it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being on a set is really great when you're not the director. It's really yeah. Great. I think there's a lot more pressure probably as a director. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, because like no matter how bad things, if you're not the director, like no matter how bad things go, like you ain't going to lose sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not my film. <laughs> not my movie. Like, oh, man, this is awful. Like they're really going to have to figure out how to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the lesson... mm -hmm. Well, I felt like I was giving Gabby a lot of credit for networking me with the other people, but it was actually you that got me connected to Gabby, who then got me connected to Mike and, you know, so on. So I feel like just saying yes to things allow you to become more involved with the whole community and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... I owe you. You're welcome. (laughs) It's nice to just... Yeah, like, even if the film that you agree to help with isn't, like, something that you wrote and something that you're passionate about, it's worth just helping on because you're going to get so much experience and learn so much mm-hmm. from any any film that you're working on. Right. I felt like I <coughs> I was resistant to doing that because I, I only wanted to focus my energy on my own projects, and then after doing that for a while, <laughs> I... I was begging <laughs> to get on someone else's set and have just like a, a single role, you know. Which was funny because I know Mike was offering to do sound for Get Up 8, the first one we did last winter. And I was so confused because why would he go from doing his own movie, being the director, producer, and actor in his own movie, going to such kind of a smaller uh, role? But it was because of that because it's yeah, just... Yeah, I, I would make the coffee. I would do anything. Just to kind of be a part, but yeah, not not be responsible for literally everything. Anything that's just not like really think I might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> halfway through production. <laughs> I my favorite 
role that I want to have. I read something about an, it, like it was a job posting for an environmental PA, <laughs> and so it funny. was <laughs> the job description was like <laughs> digging through the trash and like separating the recyclables. <laughs> and it's yeah, sometimes it's Sounds amazing meditative. what what jobs they can come up with for PAs to do, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. That is is, are you paraphrasing, or is that the actual description? That was the, I, th- I don't think they said digging through the <laughs> trash, but, like, that's what I gleaned. No. <laughs> Do you guys want to plug any upcoming projects or events? Well, we have, uh, I tried to form sort of a more monthly filmmaking group meetup, and we've been trying to promote other people's work, especially Mike's old stuff that he, we were talking about earlier that he shot in 2017. Uh to screen that at the local movie theater and things like that. And then... Oh, yeah, that's... I should say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, Ch- the Chatamorphium, March 27th at 9 p.m. If all goes according to plan, mm-hmm. we'll have a, a preview screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is for... Um, I don't think we said the name of your other... It's film. called The Light You Follow. It's the best <laughs> I can come up with. Yeah. So, yeah, if people want to find out The trailer's on Vimeo. That. Publicly. Yeah, if you Google it, I think it shows up. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Gabby's film is also going to be, her most recent film that we finished is going to be played at the Orpheum. The, the Salvation. Uh, Salvation. Is, it's two weeks before, I think it's the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah March 13th. Friday probably also at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all that information is probably on the Chatham Orpheum's website. So support local filmmakers by going, and you can meet us, or or just sneak in. That's true. Just don't pay. Don't pay. Hmm. (laughs) Um, and yeah, that's all I have. Maybe is this a passion project, or is this part of your responsibilities as an employee? So I'm just doing this like to. Um, partially to promote our podcasting um, program here, but also because I feel like I can't teach people about it and promote it if I don't do it myself. And also just to get people some interesting perspectives that they might not hear otherwise. I feel like sometimes me and Mike have different conflicting opinions. Yeah, on let's get into that. In indie filmmaking where let's get I can be going. very cynical about you know, wasting time and, and trying to just do things for the results or, you know, I, I th- I've been having more of an existential crisis with filmmaking, especially amateur filmmaking, where you have one person who is the director with a vision dragging a bunch of volunteers through the mud on mm. their mm. own sort of personal um, vanity trip or some sort. And that's what I feel like it ends up being a lot of times. A lot of lack of preparedness and things like that lead to that. But... Mike is also having very optimistic views on it. Well, I agree with you to a point, and I do always feel guilty about the fact that, like, this art form requires a person to be narcissistic um, and requires help. And when you you can't afford to pay your help, um, you're you're treating people unfairly, usually. I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, But... Yeah, I don't know what else. What else are you gonna do? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's you say that to me a lot. Like, what else are you gonna do? And that's true. It's like, what else do most people do with their time? Which is like, what watch Netflix or go to the bar or whatever. So it's. it's I also feel very conflicted about just like content creation in general because I honestly think that like 
the best thing I could do for the world is to not make any more content. Like we don't need no more. True. It's yeah. Like How it's, many? It's oversaturated right I've, now. I've thought about like maybe trying to market myself as the the first professional content destroyer. So you'd go into projects and and ma- being made and destroy the. Site. Yeah, I just randomly destroy <laughs> content off the internet. Oh, that too. Okay. Or in real life, you It'd know. It'd be cooler if you went to people's sets, like amateur film sets, and just. It has like, to be random in. though, in order for it to be ethical. Like I can't pick which the, sure, which sure. was good and what's bad. It's just all up to chance. Sure. No, I, I think that's insane. How much like with all the streaming services, I think people think there's so much opportunity for now, independent people to go out and make their own stuff. But there's famous people with so much power and uh, money that aren't getting their stuff shown for whatever reason. And so I don't, it thinks it's, it's always so funny, like why people think their stuff can get shown or they can become something. Yeah. My solution up until now has been to just like work really hard on things and then not show anyone. And so that way I get to like get the spiritual fulfillment of making the thing without contributing to the world of bullshit content. But wouldn't you rather contribute to the world Bull crap. with, <laughs> with, with positive work instead of spending all this time? Like how much, time and energy do you spend doing all this stuff and all my time i have no life so it's great is there a middle ground that we can recommend (laughs) to people um (laughs) not if you're for real if you really i mean it's like not if if you're a hobbyist then yeah but live or die yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to die so (laughs) 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 well a very uplifting episode (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a weird art form to pick as far as like being the dying artist or starving artist. You want to get on the mic? (laughs) Is that Imagine Dragons you're singing? (laughs) Wow. That is serendipitous. (laughs) Yes. We were. Was that actually Imagine Dragons? Sure sounds like it. Terry, do you want to say anything on uh, local access filmmaking? We don't have the license to that song, so yeah, local access. Local access filmmaking. Yeah. Guest appearance number two. Yeah, I mean, I was just walking by and I saw you, all you young guns, (laughs) in Mm -hmm. here, and uh, I think that it's absolutely the. The filmmaking that's going on now is there's a real little movement that that there's a lot of creative juices that are flowing. And the fact that you guys are kind of coming together and just bouncing ideas off of each other and doing things is a real positive thing. It, it's, it's hard, but I think right now there's more, more potential to people to see your, the films that you're making and the pieces that you're making, and there's no limitation I don't think people are going into it and saying, oh, we've got to make a feature-length piece, or we can only make a short. But I, I think that it's a situation where be on it, be creative, do the work, put in the time. That's all you can do. It, it's still not quick, though nothing comes easy. That's good. So creativity is still, it, it's, it's process. It's all about process. So, good luck. Thank you. Wise words. Thunder is a thunder. <laughs> in the thunder, in the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good
Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, if you want to get involved with any filmmaking on the Cape, definitely come to the Media Center. And thank you for joining me. And we'll catch you next time.